Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Man, Brett McMurphy is such a jabroni. What'd he do? Okay, so he's from Action Jabroni HQ. And he's he's the one that I get. So the Big 12 hasn't like officially announced anything yet about this rule change that's coming for the tiebreaker. That will, you know, no longer give K-State the advantage. Uh, in the tiebreaker to get in the tie, the three-way tie with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to get to Arlington and get to the Big 12 championship for the second straight year. But Brett McMurphy has uh, tweeted some stuff out here. He says, quote, Big 12 tiebreaker regarding step one of multiple team ties in conference tiebreaker procedure. In the event of a multiple team tie, head-to-head wins take precedence. If all the tied teams are not common opponents, the tie team that defeated each of the other tie teams earns championship berth. And then he went on to say, there have been no changes to any rules regarding Big 12 football tiebreaker procedures which were agreed upon prior to the season and went into effect August of 23. He is directly quoting a release from the conference. That is it. That is word for word Did it just come from out? the conference. Because I don't have any. Some media members have gotten their hands on it already. I've, okay. It's not come through my email either, but this is got it right there in handy dandy graphic form. Well, you know what? I, I do have step one of the procedure prior to today right here, word for word, and it says, quote, head to head, and then in parentheses, best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. End of the, uh, and then end of the sentence. Next sentence is, if not, comma, which, boy, the comma's been a real big deal. Uh, If not, every tied team has played each other, go to step two. Well, then go to step two. The step two is what gave K-State the advantage because you go to the records against the next highest highest placed common opponent. And, and, you know, if you assume K-State wins out, they would get this spot. But it's the Big 12 saying that they did not change a rule. 
adding words mm. is a change. You know, I really liked Brett Yormark. <laughs> really liked that guy until he decided to completely screw over K-State. Listen, I, I have been torn on this, and as a K-State fan, this you want to really justify all this. It just feels like you're getting completely drop-kicked in the crotch. You are. With, we are. With 17, ta- 17 days away from the Big 12 championship game, and we're, we're changing rules on the fly. That's the flaw with all of it. That's the problem with it. That's the, the only flaw that really should be even mentioned about this is that it is being changed in the middle of the season. You're changing the rules in the middle of the game like some little seven-year-old trying to play Monopoly. Well, you know why, though? I mean, like besides because uh, God has it out for K-State, but because— How you, can that be? We're God's school, right? man. I mean, God's country. It just—now you're two weeks plus a couple days— away from the Big 12 championship exactly. So in 17 days, this isn't even going to be a story. No one's even going to really talk about it, except we will. Oh, no, it'll show but, up on ABC that day. But, I mean, no. but it, would, it, it would it would if they were doing this three days before the championship or if they were doing it a week before. But now they give themselves some time, and they give the world enough time to churn up some new news. Harbaugh will do something in the next two weeks <laughs> to take us off of the the front page. It'll be over, and they know that, and that's why they're doing it now. Well, they, you know that, what? I'm not is, even sure that is true. We're only 36 hours away from Harbaugh being in court. Oh yeah, dude, don't you know, worry. I don't even think this overshadowed Harbaugh. I saw Harbaugh being talked about on Sports Center uh, earlier today. Big 12 stuff was not. Nope, I don't care. I mean, it'll it'll be over. It'll well, because it only hurts K State, and right, you know, right. Although K State is a major brand, it's a blue blood in college athletics. Mm-hmm. Sports Center has just not jumped on the bandwagon. No, yet. it hasn't. Late to the party. My 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 question though is is like, th- this was just my thought about this particular rule. To me, this is a more divisions rule. Like, if this was set up for divisions, this would make a lot more sense. But I'm also like, okay, so case or the Big 12 not going to play divisions. It's every man for themselves, but yet every man doesn't play each other. I mean, would this fly heading into next year? Mm. Would this have been a good rule heading into this year? With this being a, a potential, potential thing to happen, and not everybody gets to play the top dogs. Nope. I want to know where they failed at recognizing what this rule was missing. How many eyes passed this, saw this come past them? Not just the conference office, though. I'm talking about the schools as well. Because athletic departments signed off on this. Mm -hmm. Athletic directors signed off on this. Mm -hmm. This is what we knew the rule was going into the year. This is what it was established. How many eyeballs saw this, didn't even register when I took one look at it on Sunday morning and went, there's not a head-to-head component. Boy, that screws Oklahoma State. That was the first red flag that went up Sunday morning when I read these read that's, the rule. That's you know that's like the uncool, the unsexy part of being an AD is 
knowing stuff like that. It's way funner to be talking about TV deals and going here and going there and flying around and talking to people. That kind of stuff, eh, leave that for an intern. To t- you know what I mean? Like, just does it, does it look good? Yeah, put my signature on it. Who cares? Yeah, rubber stamp. Rubber stamp. And now when it comes down to it, they've got egg on their face because that's what happened. I don't think anybody really did look into it. You know, at the end of the day, I think this will go down as – most will see this as the right thing to do, sure, but at the wrong time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, all right. So, welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Travion Berkeley with us today. Uh, busy first hour. We got a lot of interviews we need to get to. Sorry, Dy. We'll get there here in just a second. Plus, an hour number two. We'll obviously tackle this very topic. Number one song of the day and ask us anything coming up. Mitch Holtis, uh, voice of the Chiefs, will join us here at about four forty. Guys, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Um, AEW Dynamite from Ontario, California, not Canada. Whoa. California. Uh, we're getting close to the next AEW pay-per-view, and that's full gear coming up on uh, November 18th. I don't know if you could tell. It's three days away. I don't know if you could tell. It's just kind of taking some steam. Mm-hmm. There's some, uh, right. some wind out of my sails. Yeah. Right. Um, but that also means we're joined by Derek Young yeah. from KSN Online. D.Y., what are you up to today? <laughs> You know, I've been following along with the tiebreaker stuff as well. You know, what my takeaway is, some of it is the same that you guys have mentioned. One being that this is probably the right decision. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, and they beat Kansas State. They deserve to be the team that wins that tiebreaker, but probably not now, considering the language that was used in all of it. So I'm using you know my time here to kind of cover that. But... Another thing I will say is this is a failure in leadership from the Big 12. Is You know what I don't like the most is that they're deflecting blame. Not even deflecting blame. They're refusing blame from this. Like, you guys messed up. You can acknowledge it at least a little bit, right? Instead, you're continuing to insist that it's a clarification and, and all this stuff. There's just no ownership and no leadership. And for me, being that disingenuous is probably what is bothersome the most. I had someone this morning arguing with me on the artist formerly known as Twitter about how it was written, and he was trying to argue that plain English this, plain English that. The words didn't exist in the rule. And No, yeah, and it's that's a change. The, yeah, it is a clean change. The words did not exist in the rule. They have added to it. Yeah, and, and to be honest, to get to the conclusion that they're clearly wanting to get to the second sentence in that first part didn't have to exist. So the fact that it did makes me think that this is definitely a change because if you wanted it to be this way, you didn't have to write that second sentence at all. The first one covers it. Well, was anyway like the previous rule or the rules before today the way they were written, the comma, the the big deal over the comma, was it confusing to you ever about yeah. what exactly it was stating? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I you guys know me. I you know I didn't grow up a journalist. I didn't even go to school to be a journalist. And and I've taken some flack for the way I write things, and it's deservedly so. I could have wrote it better than that. <laughs> what the heck was that? What the heck was that comma? A random, random comma. Boy, if they had a, the wrong your in there at some point, <laughs> man, 
It would have been perfect. <laughs> it would have been perfect, and, and yeah. Honest, the way, and to be honest, it wouldn't have been shocking, right? <laughs> I completely feel like that they should have sat down and, and done this with Word and just put bullet points at every sentence that they wanted to add. So chat, that they chat GP chat yeah. GPT could have done it better. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've not used chat yeah, GPT. I have I have not. Me I've been either, av- I've been avoiding I, I refuse, it. I refuse I refuse to acknowledge AI just because I don't want it to take my job. So <laughs> well played. Does this feel though, in a way, unfair to you? You you're the first probably unbiased voice we've gone to about this. You yeah. know, it's just been us three really talking about it. But to you, does this feel like very unfair to K-State right now, or is it like what we said earlier? Probably the right thing to do just feels like the wrong time. Well, the wrong time also makes it unfair, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you call me the most unbiased person that you've asked about this, which is probably true because I'm not a Kansas State graduate, but boy, the KU fans this week, they would disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, they don't seem to understand what unbiased actually means, so... That's, That's true, yeah. Okay, so where does this leave us now? Let, let, let's talk scenarios real quick, D.Y. Does this just now – uh, is it just kind of flipped on us now where yeah. it's – okay, now we need everybody to lose? Yeah, it gets dire now. You, for If you're Kansas State, all you needed was favorites to win. So the, the most likely outcome because of that was Kansas State versus Texas in the Big 12 title game. Not anymore, right? Now, now it's probably Oklahoma State because all they have to do is win out, and they're considered the favorites in both of their games. So the most likely scenario is probably Texas versus Oklahoma State. But even if Oklahoma State were to lose, guess who goes? Then you have a tiebreaker scenario that is only, assuming Kansas State wins out, assuming Oklahoma wins out, it's only between the Sooners and the Cats. And the Sooners get that tiebreaker scenario because they beat Texas. So you need Oklahoma to lose and Oklahoma State to lose. Like, a scenario that includes both of those things and both of those teams are going to be favorites in both of their games. Mm-hmm. Now a scenario where you only need one thing to happen aside from winning out. If you're Kansas state is Iowa state to beat Texas. And listen, Texas is basically letting anyone in the world play with them and be competitive. But I still don't feel great about a cyclones defeating the Longhorns. Yeah. And this also, I, just thought about this as well. This completely doesn't it completely affect bowl games now at this point? I mean, San Antonio, Orlando. I mean, depending on what I guess Oklahoma State does, it will also depend on what Kansas State does. But yeah. I've thought all along if Kansas State doesn't make Arlington, that's going to be San Antonio or Orlando for a bowl game. I'm not sure that really changes anything for me. This this clarification, which really wasn't a clarification. I think as long as Kansas State wins the games that they're favored in, which is both of the final two, it still feels like San Antonio or Orlando to me. I don't know about anyone else. We're speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online. Obviously, this is a huge topic. Uh, Big 12 changing a tiebreaker rule, no doubt about it. It is a change that now flips K-State's chances in the tiebreaker of make it to Arlington to play either a Texas or, a, or a Oklahoma State, whoever, uh, it's much more difficult now. Uh, but we're on a time crunch, so D.Y., let's take a break. When we come back, let's just talk a little hoops. Let's talk a little bit of football. What's to come? What to expect? More with D.Y. when we come back on the game. 
are back. The game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, David G, and Travion Berkland. Breaking news um, from Lindsay. She <laughs> says AEW also stands for American Education Week. Uh, no, it doesn't. But I thought we'll that was copyright it. infringement. We'll allow it. We'll throw it in there. Hey, shout out to the educators. Uh, yeah, I, American educators. Uh, you know, uh, some of them were uh, pretty rough on me, but uh, I'm over it. Were they really? Do you have a couple teachers that uh, bossed than, you around? More than a couple. Oof. More than a couple. Yeah. Had a couple of, you know, I felt like it was more often than not. I went home and I told my parents, man, I really hate so-and-so. I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a teacher, you know, so by nature they're, you know, non-agreeable people. You think <laughs> kids now are more. <laughs> Just kidding. Are, are more. um Difficult to put up with than maybe when we were in school. I think it's the same. I the think same. it's all the same because I've heard so many times teachers go, I've seen a hundred kids just like you. Every year there's some jack wagon like you. I think it just goes in cycles, man. Listen, until you have nuns and rulers. <laughs> did you have that? No, I did not. Oh, but well. I, I know enough. I thought enough. you were speaking no, from experience. I, I, I know enough. Let me put it that way. Troy, yeah. I... So I got to ask, though, because you kind of come from that time. Did mm-hmm. you ever get spanked in school? No. Ah, oh, dang. That would have been great if you did. <laughs> I would have loved that. Hear, hear that story. I think my dad did a few times. He was from got that era. Paddled? Got the, uh, I don't know if it was a paddle, maybe a ruler. Oh. The I don't ul- know. The ultimate was the one gentleman who stood 6'5 and was, uh, you know, pretty pretty well built. Literally lifting a student off the floor and slamming him into a wall. Whoa. Jeez. That uh, gentleman didn't have a job for much longer. Yeah. I did witness two teachers lose, and I was like, this is, uh, you know. It's amazing. Maybe today I wouldn't think this, I'd feel bad for him, but I was like, I thought back then, this is amazing. Yeah. It's this is greatest. crazy to yeah. see this happen. It's 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 the best. It's 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 like watching somebody sneak into a, a part of the zoo they're not supposed to be into. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. Oh, it's so fun. We're back with Derek Young from KCN Online. D.Y., did you have a teacher you just did not like? Oh, boy. Of course I did. (laughs) (laughs) Notice he's not saying much on top of that. What did this particular teacher teach? Uh, Social studies. Mm -hmm. And, see, I'm just trying not to get in particular, so I don't want to get anyone fired. I'm pretty sure they're still employed. (laughs) I mean, that was all the way in Ohio. I think you'll be all right, but not a big history guy, D.Y.? No, I like history. This is just not a great person. Uh-huh. Well, let's uh let's talk cats uh with uh, let's start with basketball. K-State coming off uh, what I thought was an encouraging win over South Dakota State 91 to 68. Uh even though there were a number of turnovers, I felt that I mean to me that was really the only issue for me as a team for K-State. How encouraging was that win for you? It was very encouraging, and they, they they rectified the turnover issue even in the second half, right? Pretty sure only five or six turnovers in that frame, but it was encouraging. You win by north of 20 points, uh, almost 25 points uh, margin of victory there, and you do it without not only Naquan Tomlin, not only Quez Glover, but also Arthur Kaluma. So three of your top six, top seven players, and you beat a team that you think is going to be the NCAA tournament, maybe win NCAA tournament game. So I think you have to feel pretty good about it, especially going into a Thanksgiving tournament here in the Bahamas where you're going to play two really good teams. 
the post-game quote, and I don't have the exact quote here with me, but stuck out to me the most, and I believe it was from Tyler Perry talking about Cam and his production so far as a scorer. We've heard Coach Tang say multiple times he wants Cam to go get buckets, go be a scorer. Well, Tyler was talking about how, you know, we saw it happening. You may have not believed it, but we saw it happening, and this is going to be Cam now, something like that. Well, Cam has scored 15, 17, and now 25 points against South Dakota State. Is his pace already, like, did you ex- expect this out of him this early? I thought he would be a re- really good player for Kansas State. I thought he was going to be one of their most important players, and you could tell that the way that they were talking about him in the offseason, that he was going to take another step forward. But I entered this season thinking Kansas State had about, I think, three players that could probably go get 20 points on any given night. And that was Tyler Perry, that was Arthur Kaluma, and that was Naquan Tomlin. Now I think it's four. I think Cam Carter, you could add him to that mix. I think that's what makes Kansas State just as good in terms of potential as they were last year. And at the same time, why they're different than they were last year. Because last year it was just Marquise Noel. And it was just Keontae Johnson. This year they got four dudes that can do that, and that's why they can be just as good. Even as hard as South Dakota State was playing defensively, they closed out well. They were pests around the yard. K-State still found open shooters. They were hot from three, 14 of 25, and still scored 91 points without Naquan Tomlin, without Arthur Kaluma. Now, Cats are going to the Bahamas. As a matter of fact, they're already there. They'll play on Friday at 5 against Providence. How close was Case in a line about skipping the KU game and heading to the Bahamas? You know what? I wish because we're talking about the beach over Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> which I would do. And I will do that any day of the week, um, 365 days of the year. But at the end of the day, uh, business protocol probably takes precedent. And we're going to the football and not basketball. But you know, with that in mind, we're still going to go to a lot of the basketball trips. And, you know, even one uh, to Baton Rouge next month is being considered as Kansas State does make the trip to LSU. Let's talk briefly about the KU game on Saturday. Obviously, we'll talk a ton about that on PowerCat Game Day. But I just want to get your general feeling about, okay, Cole Ballard, if it's him or if it's not him, if it's Jason Bean, if it is Jason Bean, how do you still feel about K-State's chances to go into Lawrence and, and pick up a convincing victory? They probably turn up a little bit if it's Cole Ballard, just because we're t- talking about a freshman walk-on playing quarterback, and and even with that KU offensive system, there is a difference between a freshman walk-on and either Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels. But in the end of the day, I'm going to feel good about a Kansas State win, just because I don't trust the KU defense to stop the Kansas State offense. The KU defense is still beleaguered; it's still a, a putrid outfit, to be quite honest. And the only times that they find success is when they're forcing turnovers and especially returning them for scores. And and obviously we all know this. That's something that's a problem that was at one point did exist for Kansas State, but they've shored that up. So as long as they take care of the ball, I feel good about it. I almost forgot about this, but there was somebody from KU or like a member of the media or somebody that was getting after you on Twitter and said your days are number about Speaking in vain about Jalen Daniel, who's who has not played since Game One in Big Twelve play, could you tell my listeners of if if they don't know what you said, what did you say about Jalen Daniels? I I just have a you know obviously from pretty good intel from what I've been told by other people that there's a chance that Jalen Daniels doesn't play for Kansas again, whether that is because of injury, um, should he choose to jump in the transfer portal? Both of those things are 
you know, hurdles that they have to clear, I believe. So, and, and obviously, you know, if, if they weren't at the, you know, they're the evidence of them being so insecure about it also shows me that there's probably some truth to it as well. Okay. Well, and we can end on this. If you need security <laughs> at the booth, yeah, I know a couple of people. Mm-hmm. And their yeah, names I mean, are Troy and David G. Yeah, dude, I'll stay in there. Uh, you're going to get yeah. in the way of one of my Thanksgiving dinners. Sorry. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, come on. There's nothing that's coming between me and the first of those three. I'll fight. I thought you'd be in the Bahamas. <laughs> I, I wish. And, I, and I've done that for Thanksgiving before, by the way. And, you know, not the Bahamas, but Cancun. That was memorable. All right, D.Y., well, hopefully your days, I'm sure, are not numbered. And K-State will pick up the victory on Saturday against Kansas. We'll talk more about it, of course, on PowerCat Game Day. But with that, we'll wrap it up. D.Y., thank you for your time, and we'll talk in a couple of days. Thanks, guys. Derek Young, K-State Online. I'll protect him with my life. You'll take a bullet for the kid. He is a gem, and he is an institution on this show. And he's a pillar of our community, and he's already had his car stolen once, and he, so he doesn't deserve this. And I will, I will fight for DUI, dude. I will fight, even though you'd have to walk to that stadium from parking that feels like it's about two miles away. Why is what, up a hill? What is that? I hate that. Both ways. Yeah, it is amazing. And I mentioned the stat yesterday about if you didn't hear, but Jalen Daniels has less wins in Big Twelve play at the booth than Skylar Thompson. Crazy. He has played only three games this year. He all of a sudden became unavailable during warmups against Texas, and it's still apparently a back injury or whatever. Jeez. We've getting little to no updates on him. I don't understand. Yes, Jalen Daniels can is a talented kid, but let's be real. I think Jason Bean has outperformed Jalen Daniels in Big 12 games. For sure. If you just compare like averages, I would rather go with Jason Bean than Jalen Daniels. <laughs> Bean has performed admirably. When pushed into a situation that he was not prepared for, he actually kept them in that game with Texas. He performed very solidly against Oklahoma. And, yeah, by all rights, he has... He has had his team behind him the whole way, too, which I think makes a difference. You can tell that the guys right now like playing with him. Mm-hmm. It, it baffles me that, okay, I, I mean, give all the credit in the world to Lance Leipold and his success so far, but how is Jalen Daniels still the face of that success? <laughs> no, how me. is he still the big face, the top guy of that success when he has not pl- he's played three games this year? Mm-hmm. Oh, but he's and, got that diamond encrusted video player. That that's getting I mean, him through. I think you could go, you could go, Devin Neal. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I mean, there's maybe a couple of guys on defense, I, but I would go offense here. Um, you know, Casey. What what what's his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost said Brian Casey, but that's not right. Obviously, it's a former cat. Um, but you know, he's already been a face of Applebee's. Why cannot be the the, the face of the place, <laughs> yeah. you know, the guy that caught the two-point conversion against Texas, you know, how For is Jalen sure. Daniels still the face? It baffles me. Uh, but I agree with you. I think his days, his uh, Jalen Daniels days are number at Kansas. That's for sure. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, he is back from Deutschland. As a matter of fact, I think his first stop after the trip to Germany was Lawrence for uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Whoa. We'll be joined by the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, when we come back.
You know, Trey, we should have probably uh, talked about this before the break, but we should have probably queued up some some Milli Vanilli or Kraftwerk uh, <laughs> before this segment. <laughs> As he's now back from Deutschland, he is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> It is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Mitch, I'm just going to give you a heads up right now. We may not talk a lot of Chiefs because I love talking travel. How was Germany? Uh, it was uh, wunderbar. It was, uh, yeah, Prost, uh, um, It was, It was um, fantastic. It was just truncated. The fact that we left at uh, 1,900 hours on Thursday night and then got Back at three a.m., three hundred, three o'clock, three hundred hours at Monday morning, and we got a lot jammed in that time. Uh, eight and a half hours over, lost six hours. So that was fun. <laughs> then nine and a half hours coming back, that was worse. But a couple nights of some, uh, you know, good German food, and uh, had some schnitzel on two separate nights, and it was interesting. We went to a five hundred year old building with a hundred year old German pub. And I got schnitzel, and I'm not a huge drinker, but I like a little beer, and so I had some German beer. Nice. Das, or das our uh, waitress came over and puts it down. She goes, Sweet nectar as the Enzon. I'm like, what? <laughs> There's some cheese spoon in there that bought us the beer, yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, touchdown, Kansas City. Yeah. If she would have gone, it's a big, 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 victory, then I know she was really... Like we had really had something going on, but, uh, so it was it was great. I mean, it was awesome. The German people love the Chiefs for the most part. They love American football. They want it every week. They can't get enough, and it was parts of it were spectacular. Is that the first time you've heard your lines been delivered by somebody with an accent like that? Well, from a German waitress, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, das. And then she started pimping us for tickets. Like, she really wanted to go to the game. Like, no, 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 no tickets. Nine. Yeah, next surgery. Wait a minute. She had the game down pat. Oh, yeah. She did. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, I get confused. on if Wednesdays you talk with other than Mitch, I don't understand the other man. You go, God, you listen to K-Man. He came in online in Frankfurt. is awesome. Just got to mention Clay Center. She'll figure out the difference real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, she mentioned Keats. She goes, Keats, Keats. I go, no, nah, not Keats. Oh. Stockdale. Like, no, it's under... It's under Kettle Creek, you know. <laughs> Nelson's Landing, Leonardville. I was getting it all. Oh, Rocky Ford. I go, no, not Rocky Ford. <laughs> the gal did her homework. By the way, uh, every time you throw out German at me, I'm, I'm double-checking to make sure those aren't Rammstein uh, lyrics. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Now, were there any, did you do, like, any touristy uh, – you went out and stuff, like, to eat and drink and stuff, but Ooh. did you do any touristy stuff, like sites? Well, you're going to see it. It's going to pop out on our franchise episode, which we're going to get posted here. Uh, my brother and the 65 TPT are in the lab, furiously working on it to get it out. But on Saturday, we had a camera crew, and we walked the Mine River, ran into a lot of fans, a lot of German fans that love American football, and got into my heritage, which is North Germany, uh, the Brukhaus and Wilson area, where... Um, I mean, it dates back to the 1600s, but my great-grandfather immigrated to the States, got it well-traced, and we got into that, and we talked to German fans, and got into me prepping for the game, and so, yeah, we did that on Saturday morning. There was a couple hours we had to sightsee uh, on Saturday afternoon, but that was pretty much it. Now, I'll tell you what was torture, 
was me because in my hotel room I got back and of course we got get ready for the next day and I'm dead tired. But I'm trying to follow the Texas K State game on my phone. Oh. That was no fun. Where like all right, twenty seven, twenty seven went for two. Well, I didn't know the snapping off the face mask of the holder, so that was kind of left out in the details. So I'm trying to follow, you know, follow that wild game on my phone, going crazy. So anyway, not all of it was great. How'd you enjoy uh, calling the game? Not necessarily from a press box. You're kind of mixed in there with the fans. Yeah, that was weird, and I've done that a couple times, um, but not to that level. Yeah, we were around the fans and. They're, they're, they were way more gracious than fans in the States, like when we go to these other places. But, and yeah. man, they were having the time of their life. It was like being at, at, at the Bill and having great tailgates before. But here's what this would be like all the fans after the Baylor game just staying in the stadium. That's what they did. They just hung around in the stadium and partied, sang, drank the greatest day of their life. And they didn't want it to end, and they weren't leaving the stadium. So they just kind of hung around and just party down it was uh, very interesting but our vantage point this would be like you guys doing the game from the south end zone uh at, at bill snyder family stadium and you'd be at kind of the top you're kind of where the suites are but like right below it kind of in the crowd and that's your vantage point you're going i think that's the 30 i'm not sure so for example like i butchered the call on the great play by mcduffie uh i honestly can see tyreek and i can see him getting stripped of the ball I have a monitor, but the monitor's like a second and a half behind. It's like the real live, it's like the live TV feed, which is too late. So I see Tyreek, and I see him get stripped, but I'm not sure who strips it, and everything's just going crazy. I've got a bad angle, and, and Matt McMullen was doing my spotting. He's awesome. Uh, you need to have him on the show sometime. Uh, just get his perspective and, and uh, his ties to K-State, actually, his buddies. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's pointing at Edwards, and so I go, Edwards, Edwards, you know, not seeing McDuffie, who's completely covered up from my vision. And then, and then, and then I got Cook running at me. And I'm like, oh, no, it's Cook. You know, I just completely butchered the call. It went viral, and there was, a, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on it. But, like, I want to hear Mitch's call. Well, no, you don't, because it pretty much stunk. But that's okay. It's just nobody knows. You throw the pick, and it's on the quarterback. The receiver might have run the wrong route, but it's on the quarterback. So you just push on. But it was a great game, and uh, the Chiefs defense played awesome. Well, I mean, you brought up the one player that stood out to me the most was Trent McDuffie forces that fumble. I think he led the team in in tackles. I mean, does he would he get a Mitch Holtis game ball after that performance? Oh yeah, and four four forced fumbles leads the NFL. He's a ball hawk now. He's got he's got some of that in his DNA, and he's uh, I'm telling you, he, he he hasn't got an interception yet. That's what's wild, and I think once he gets one. It'll be one of those where he'll get like five in four weeks. That's what it feels like because he's around the ball. He's smart, tough. Uh, that's a star emerging, you guys. I haven't looked at his latest pro football focus rating, uh, but for the most part, in the first 10 weeks of the season, he's been top five corner in the league. It's been a while since the Chiefs have had that caliber of a corner. Was the bye week at the perfect time for Kansas City? I don't. I couldn't see us even existing uh, after that trip. Like, yeah, and and the fact that you did it. Well, not only what made that great was it was like watching election returns, and you're going, "Oh, we won that state and that state, and that." I guess, we, I guess we're elected. I mean, everything that that was could happen did happen positively. 
I mean, who would have guessed, oh, the Texans are going to walk off field goal and beat the Bengals. Oh, let's see, the Ravens are going to get beaten a walk-off field goal. That's and the char- Wait a minute, the Chargers are get beaten a walk-off field goal. And the Bills get beat on a walk-off field goal. Like, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Uh, and so the Chiefs actually gained ground by doing nothing. We're still five days away from the next game for Kansas City, Monday night at home against the Eagles. It's a rematch of the Kelsey Family Super Bowl. Now it's like a Taylor Swift bowl game. Does she, does she officially flip from the Eagles and, and uh, represent Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium? But I'd love to get your thoughts on this matchup since it is a Super Bowl rematch. How comparable are the Eagles compared to last year? Well, first of all, we have Taylor Swift. They have DeAndre Swift, right? <laughs> they got Jason Kelsey. We got Travis. So we got a Swift and a Kelsey against the Swift and a Kelsey. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Here's the other thing that's kind of fun and juicy is the fact that this is numerical. This isn't me. This is empirical. This isn't me, like, waving a pom-pom. This is, in, uh, this is the sixth rematch, I believe, of Super Bowl champions, either the sixth or the seventh, but... It is the best record ever in NFL history of Super Bowl teams that are rematched in the next regular season. When you look at a 7-2 and two against an 8-1, and one, it has never happened in pro football history that teams this good are rematched this late in the season uh, coming off of a Super Bowl. So that already puts it in historical perspective. But, yeah, there's a thousand things to this game, a thousand. Another one is Andy Reid. Andy Reid wins this game. He's got 125 chief wins. He's the only coach in NFL history, if he does that, to be the winningest coach at two separate franchises. Oh, he'll do it against the Eagles. Let's go back to October 3rd, 2021. He beats the Eagles, and he gets his 100th win as the Chiefs head coach. He was the first head coach in NFL history to get 100 wins with two franchises, had 130 with the Eagles, and he did it against the Eagles. We don't play him that often. And then he wins Super Bowl 57 against the Eagles. I mean, Ted Lasso's writers would shut their laptop and throw their pencils on the floor and go, we can't write this. <laughs> it's, it's, it, you can't make it up. It's, it's amazing stuff and all that's on the line for this game Monday night. Mitch, to wrap up, um, you know, Travis Kelsey managed to go to Argentina during his bye week. Can you make it to uh, the booth for Saturday, K-State-KU? I am not going to make it there for that game. Now, I will be at an undisclosed location. Honestly, I think I'll be by myself, which is the way I want to be for that game. <laughs> no GoPros, nobody watching my reaction, and me hunkering down. I'm telling you, this is going to be a dogfight. I don't know who's going to quarterback for KU, but if it's Ballard, he's good enough to win this game. I know his dad. I was texting him after the Tech game. K-State has got to go in with the same demeanor they had when they beat TCU in the Big 12 championship game. That's the way they've got to be. If they, if any fan that talks on this show or any of you guys are thinking anything less, it could be a rough night. Kansas is way better than people have given them credit. They remind me of kind of the early 90s K-State Snyder teams where nobody would talk about them going, like, we're kind of pretty good, and Kansas is kind of pretty good. K-State's going to have to be on their A game to win. I'll say this as old man here on the show. If K-State wins this game, it'll be their biggest win in Lawrence since the 1994 game that flipped the world. We'll talk about that game sometime. But that game flipped the entire world of that rivalry. If, if K-State can pull this off on Saturday night, it'll be that big. be the second-ranked match ever between K-State and KU. Mitch, with that, we got to wrap it up, but I want to thank you for your time. We'll be listening to the call Monday night.
You got it, and get a good night's sleep Friday night, boys. Get ready for that one. That's the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, here on The Game. we got to take a break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up our one, number one coming up next. All right, we're back on The Game, just wrapping up our number one. Once again, I want to give a shout to all educators out there. As Lindsay let me know earlier, that this is uh, American Education Week. So yeah. shout out to all the teachers and educators out there. We're a little rough on teachers. I want to shout out Lindsay. I want to shout out because um, she's a great teacher. I've I, I know from experience, dude. I've the, a lot of her kids call the show and like talk about her. You know, and, really? Yeah, you don't know about it. Um, also, my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Cooper, he was really, really cool. And uh, Mrs. Butler, a reading teacher at MHS, she was really nice to me. And uh, all the teachers that didn't like Mitch, I'm sure you had a good reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? I'm sure I screwed up quite a bit. My favorite teacher was in first grade Yeah, uh, because I could get away with a little bit of slacking. Uh, Mrs. Sullivan. Mm. What is a boss is a goat. Yeah, when yeah. it comes to USD three seventy nine, USD three seventy nine goat. Um, she was also a big Nebraska fan, and I went to school. I I went to first grade, so that would have been ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I mean, it was heating up Ooh. at that point. And I remember making her a mug for Christmas. And when she opened it, she saw a big red N that I made. I made it in ceramics class, but on the other side, I put KSU. Ooh. So I made it a you know, a split mug. Dang. Every time she took a drink, she was repping the cats. Really. All right, hour two of the game. More on the Big 12 totally making a rule change on a tiebreaker when they say it's just a clarification. They're liars. <laughs> Number one song asks us anything coming up. Social local news. Stick around. Hour two of the game. Up next.